0: Welcome to the Irish Spirits podcast. This is episode 2.5, A Howling Gale Interlude, that aired on the 2nd of October 2020. If you want to drink along with me, you can check out what I'm drinking on our Instagram at Irish Spirits podcast. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to Irish Spirits, a podcast about folklore and drinking, a natural Venn diagram of Irish culture. Each episode will have a theme, whether it's ghosts, fairies, or mythical creatures. We will discuss the stories and lore, all while drinking a themed cocktail made by our phantom bartender. I'm Quiva Creed, and tonight I'm drinking alone. This should have been our third episode, but due to COVID-19 restrictions in Dublin, the three of us can no longer meet to record. Uh, I suggested that Laura and Alex just move in together, but they were all like, no, that's not how it works, and Alex is already married, you know, the usual. Um, Now, due to the format of the show, we really can't do it remotely, so unfortunately we're just on hiatus for a few weeks um hopefully we'll be able to get back to it soon now because i have a microphone we record on a blue yeti and i have a computer i have a brand new macbook air rose gold thank you very much uh, and i have the means to edit so we edit on audacity it's free and it's not complicated um, so i thought i would drink alone and record something short as a sort of stopgap so I present this as episode 2.5. This won't be as informative, creative or entertaining as our usual show, but I can promise a more consistent soundscape, Uh, so that's something. I'm no mixologist and I've rather gotten used to having my drinks made for me, so for this mini episode I'll be drinking a can of the spookiest Irish craft beer I could find in Tesco. It's from 8 Degrees Brewing, a microbrewery in Ireland, and it's a Howling Gale Pale Ale. It won an award at the World Beer Awards for Best Style, which is what I look for in a beer. Maybe Alex will be able to tell us more about it next time. I'm just going to enjoy it. So I'm going to read a real ghost story from Dukas, uh, The Schools Collection, which is part of the National Folklore Collection. If you don't know what that is, it's a really special and unique collection of folklore and local tradition that has been transcribed and is searchable online. Uh, The original scheme was initiated in the 1930s and it had a very simple concept. So more than 50,000 school children in the Irish Free State as it was then were enlisted to collect folklore from their local area. They collected stories, superstitions, um, games, riddles, all kinds of things that had previously only been part of the oral tradition in Ireland. Uh, they got them firsthand from their grandparents or like their parents or neighbors or whatever. And they wrote them in standard children's copybooks, and there are 40,000 of these copybooks held by the National Folklore Collection. These stories have now been scanned and transcribed and uploaded to the website Ducas, so you can see the original text beside a typed version. And this is great because you can do a keyword search on Ducas to find stories that mention particular people, places or things like ghosts. So I'm going to read a ghost story that I found on the school's collection. It comes to us from Mrs. James Jennings, who was aged 94 uh, when the story was first written down. She's from a place called Esquerie Morley, I think, um, in County Mayo. Um, so this is her story. Long ago, people believed in more ghost stories than what we do now. This is a ghost story which I heard people talking about. There was a man and his wife living in a house, and a ghost used to come three or four times every night and day. The man and his wife did not know what it was when the ghost came first. The ghost used to play all kinds of tricks on the people. When they would go out and lock the doors after them, they would be opened when they would return. The ghost also used to take things out of the house, and he took some money from the man. The ghost troubled the man more than the woman. If the man got any money from any friend, he would put it in his purse, and when he would go to look for it, it would be torn into pieces. If any of their friends came to their house in the daytime or in the night, they would have to go home again because the ghost would not stop but noising around the house while they would be there. If they got anything from the friends during the day, it would be brought back again that night to the house where it came from. They came short of milk once and a friend brought them a goat so that they would have milk and that night the goat was in the house and all through that night the goat was crying as if someone was killing her. The man had to get up at the break of day and leave the goat at home again. The ghost was coming for two years and at the end of that time the goat was getting worse and they got the priest to say mass in the house and the ghost never came back. Now they stay there all night and nothing bothers them. So it seems that these people had a poltergeist, which, as we mentioned before, uh, is a noisy ghost, a bundle of malicious energy that has become sentient and enjoys wrecking havoc. We know that he had been noising around the house, which is a great word to describe what a poltergeist does. Um, They're quite tricksy, they are likely to destroy things like the money, uh, interfering with animals like the goat. Now, I always thought of poltergeists as sort of secular, so I do think it's a bit strange that they got a priest in to get rid of it. Um, but I suppose if you believe in spirits, it's probably part of a greater set of beliefs, and that could be Catholicism. So so I suppose they saw this ghost as more of a demon or a human soul that was not at rest. Uh, anyway, it's Ireland in the 30s, so, you know, if in doubt, call a priest. Um, I did think it was interesting that the ghost troubled the man more than the woman. It's the man's money that the ghost apparently destroys. Uh, If it wasn't that the money was being torn up, I would have thought that maybe the wife was taking it for her own reasons. Maybe she was going to leave him or something. Um, I suppose it's also possible that the man was saying that the money was torn up, but actually he was just spending it and blaming a ghost. They could have been in it together. Uh, It says that if the man got any money from any friend, that's what was torn up. So perhaps this is what they were telling their friends in order to get them to give them more money. Likewise, it says that when they ran out of milk, their friend gave them the goat. So they do seem to be getting a lot of charity, maybe because people feel sorry for them, um, because the ghost is making their lives difficult. But it also says that when people left things in the house, the ghost would return them to the proper houses, which is strange from a ghost perspective because they're usually trapped in one house. Um, Anyway, maybe one of the couple felt guilty and returned their friend's stuff. Um, Maybe, you know, they realised they couldn't go on with this much longer, and then that's why they had the priest in to say mass. Um, Now, I'm not sure if Priests charged per mass at the time. I'm sure he got some sort of reimbursement, even if it was just dinner or whatever. You know, maybe it would be a bit of a stretch to suggest that the priest was interfering with goats just to get some extra mass work. Or maybe it was just a bonus. Yeah, so that's about it for this little episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to go finish my can now. Um, I realise it's quite difficult to drink when you're the only one talking, so um, I will have to edit out a few pauses where I was drinking. Um, Hopefully, by the next time our episode rolls around, we will have gotten a chance to meet up together and, you know, put together a real show. Thank you for listening to Irish Spirits. This podcast is written and produced by Quiva Creed, Laura Fitzsachary, and Alex Buckley. Uh, The main source for this episode was dukas.ie. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at irishspiritspodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at irishspiritspod, or your best bet, uh, check us out on Instagram at irishspiritspodcast.